This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. Sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual stuff. I'm your host, Diana Ratliff. That was my little guy, Mac. He has been asking to be on the podcast since it started, and he's been working really hard at learning the intro, and I had to give him a little chance. I thought that that was the cutest thing, and actually, this entire episode is going to be a little bit unorthodox and not how we usually do it. After I do this little announcement piece, I'm going to play for you guys a clip of today's guest's music. The song is called Manifest. This episode is going to discuss domestic violence. And this song, our guest Jess Haynes actually recorded um, about getting out of domestic violence and manifesting the life that you want to have. And I told her that I had to play a clip of that song for you guys on this episode. Also, what's unorthodox is Jess is actually Christian, and usually we share spiritualities that are outside of organized religion, but I felt like it was very important to share Jess, her message, and her story because to me, she is the epitome of what the purpose of organized religion should be, how you should go about trying to share your message and love um, if that is what your goal is with sharing about your God. Jess is extremely loving. She is open. She is welcoming of people. She does not push her religion on anybody. She simply goes out and tries to bless the world um, and share what she believes um, is love and God's love. And she is so accepting of our community. She has always been extremely accepting of me. She just bought the Sage That Shit shirt. Um, and I just felt like I needed to give you guys a little bit of a different perspective. You know, on my TikTok page, we talk a lot about like Christian Karens and we get people who are bashing us because of our spirituality and um, using Bible verses thrown at us. And while that happens, I feel like that is extremely toxic religion and I had to show all of you that there is a whole other side that not everybody in those religions is toxic um, and give a voice to her as well to be able to clear up some misconceptions that everybody in these organized religions is going to um, attack and treat people the way that we see, especially online and those of us with religious trauma have been treated so I just want to thank her for sharing the stories that she is going to be sharing here today. We do, again, we do talk about domestic violence. I would urge you guys just probably not to listen to it around children. Um, and then afterwards, you know, if you think that maybe that wasn't necessary to not have children listen to, I will leave that up to you guys. Um, but I personally won't be having my son listen just because um, there are just certain things discussed and certain things that as parents we go through that I just want to shelter my child from. So without further ado, we are going to be listening to Jess Haynes. Before we hop right into Jess's episode, I actually want to tell you guys a couple of announcements. So we have changed the way that I'm doing the monthly giveaway. I think that I mentioned it to you guys last week, but we are no longer going to be doing the giveaway on Facebook. In order to get a giveaway entry, you are going to go on TikTok, duet my morning coffee videos with a piece of merch that you have from the website. It can be one of the shirts. It can be one of the mugs. It can be one of the blankets. It can be a hoodie, whatever you guys are feeling. And I don't care if you use the exact same piece of merch every single morning when you duet. This is going to give you guys the option to get 30, 31 entries depending on the month. 
into this giveaway. It also like just gives an opportunity for other people to see what we're doing in the community and just kind of advertise the podcast and just share it. And I love that as many people as we can reach with our spiritual stories and our messages, I think is beautiful. Um, the mugs, if you guys are on a budget, the mugs are probably going to be the cheapest option for you. Um, Everything's pretty affordable, but the mugs are going to be probably your cheapest item. And then you can just kind of feel like we're having coffee together in the morning when you duet those videos. If you don't know how to duet, you're just going to click on the TikTok video. You're going to click that share button. It looks like a curved arrow on the bottom right hand of the screen. And then it has the option for duet. So you'll click that. It'll put you in a little side-by-side screen with me. And you can dance along with me. You can just sit there and have your coffee, whatever works for you. Um, And if you're not having the mug, you can sit there in your shirt. You can sit there in the blanket and just duet the video with me. I don't know if this is how we are always going to do the giveaways, but for now, that's what we have. And then just to remind you guys that in order to get that merch, um, everything is linked in the description below as far as the website goes, but it is www.covenofrejects.com. If you need to know how to spell that, the episode shows the title name, so you'll be able to see that. And you're just going to click on the website, go to shop, and I have all different options there. We have some 420 witch friendly things. We've got the support your local coven shirt and hoodie, of course, with the naked witches dancing around a fire. Um, we've got so many different things on there. So please go ahead, take a look. I am really excited um, about everybody who's been getting merch. And I also just want to give a little reminder too, if you guys get merch and you open it and do a um, opening on TikTok, I will duet your video and I will also post you on the social medias. If you don't want to do a video opening, totally fine. Send me a picture of you with your merch when you get it. You can send it to my Instagram, which is Gemini underscore goddess 420. And I will blast you on the social medias. I will tag you. Um, And I just appreciate everybody who has gotten merch, is going to get merch, has listened to the podcast, is coming here for the first time to listen to the podcast. Please make sure that you follow the pod and that you um, leave us a rating. And if you can leave a review, please do that. It really helps us get into rotation so that, again, more people can hear our spiritual stories and this community can grow. The entire purpose is for us to take our voices back and to break misconceptions about our spirituality and to get our real stories out there so that we can clear up so many different judgments and also so that we can just feel like a community so that we can just like have the love and support within each other that we all should be having in this spiritual community anyways. So now for real, for real, we're going to listen to Jess's song manifest and then we are going to be thrown into her episode, sit back, get comfortable. This is going to be an emotional episode. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am good. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so happy we're finally doing this. Finally. (laughs) This has been a reschedule like seven times. And I told you like there is, there has to be a reason. And I feel like it is. I feel like uh, there has to be a reason. I 100% agree with you because I'm like, I have never canceled or rescheduled something so much in my life. I know. And, you know, I'm actually really excited for your episode because, you know, we talk about this privately, but um, you're Christian. um, And is Jack a pastor? Is that what he goes by? uh, He's a bishop or priest. Yeah. Okay. Um, So it's pretty much the same thing. Honestly. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you guys coming from like, you know, quote unquote, organized religion and, yes. and being so in a way that you teach others about your spirituality and you use your voices in the way that a Christian voice should be used. And in the only way that like I can respect and 
I think that um, there is a view and love that you have that I want other people to experience. Um, you know, on on my page specifically on TikTok, which is where I have the biggest following, it's right. calling out a lot of people who are shaming others for how they practice spirituality. And these people are, you know, I got it today, throwing Bible verses and, you know, you're going to hell and like just attacking people on their pages. And I'm like, and, and I did a video today and I'm like, this is not like what you should be doing. If you're trying to tell somebody about your religion and tell them about the word of your God. Exactly. I, yeah, that's, that's not about me. Like, that's not how I treat people. I would never like, I, it just, it blows my mind that, you know, these people that want to throw all this negativity out, it's like, you're saying, if this is your God, why are you so negative? Like, why would we want to follow that? Why would we want to believe in someone who would be that judgmental, you know? Exactly. It's terrible. Like, uh, yes, you know, although my husband and I have the uh, label as Christian, we people are people. We're all created equally. Um, I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. The person on the streets, no, no different from us. Like we don't, it just gets me so fired up when I see people like you're saying, throw in Bible verses, like, no, thank you. That's not what it's about. Like you're supposed to live a life where you lead by example of how to treat people and by judging and throwing these things to people. That's, that's not it. So you know, we do our best to treat everybody the same because we are, we're all people and we're all worthy of love and not being treated so poorly. I agree. And I will say with you and Jack, like I find you both to be incredibly open-minded, but even before knowing that he was like a Bishop and things, because, you know, you and I have had our own friendship being, I mean, we've been Facebook friends for so many years and it's so nuts. The, the, you know, trials and tribulations that we've been through with each other, having never even met in person. So true. Yep. And having made this like sisterhood with each other before spirituality was even an aspect and then finding out like, oh, wow, that's how, that's what you believe. And, and that's what I believe. And somehow there's still always been this, like, just no judgment zone. And I, I'll say it again, like you are just the example of what I feel like somebody who is trying to share about their God or or their religion should be like, which is I'm just going to come out here and be an example of how I think that everybody should be treated. And um, that's going to be how I'm going to share, you know, my belief and what my word is. I love that. I'm so glad that you see that in me. Um, cause you know, we, we struggle as humans every single day and we make mistakes, but at the end of the day, like I want people to know that they're loved. Anybody, my, like my inbox is always open. You know, I don't care who you are. Come to me if you need help with anything. Um, and that's how Jack feels as well. You know, like he, that's, Jack's my husband. Sorry, y'all. Um, he, <laughs> I guess I should explain that part. Um, but he's the same way. We're here. Like we have, like you said, no judgment zone. We're all we want to do is help people. We don't care who you are, what you've done. It doesn't matter. Come to us. We're here. I love it. I, I love the reading that I did for you guys. And yes. I talk about it like, because I just remember going into it and, Uh, and it was dark first of all. So you couldn't really like see Jack's face, right? but I just, it was already dark. And then men usually already have this different energy where they're, they can say like, no, I'm totally open for it, but they're kind of like, what kind of shit is this? Right. Like, (laughs) sure. I'll do it because my wife wants me to. And then I could just feel the more that we went through that his guard just went down more and more and more. And it was so beautiful by the end. I absolutely loved it. And then just, you know, having people show up, it was hilarious and it was perfect. And you had us cracking up. Like it was beautiful. (laughs) I love that. And yeah. And I love how spirit comes through with the messages and the way that are designed for you. Um, So I know about you now, I know about what your practice is now, um, and how you live your life, but I don't know anything about your upbringing, um, 
or what got you to where you are today. And I would love to hear how you were raised and how it's kind of molded the way that you practice um, your faith now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I had a pretty decent childhood. Um, I do remember we went to church on Sundays. Uh, didn't really pay attention. Not going to lie. I just would like to draw in the pew and get in trouble for talking, get pinched, you know, all that stuff. Um, but I never really learned anything. I don't feel like as a kid, I mean, I knew of Jesus and I knew of God and whatever, but it was just kind of a thing. I didn't really understand it. Um, so on, when I got older, I guess in my early teens, I decided I wanted to know more and I actually studied all different types of religions. It was never just Christianity. Like I studied Buddhism. I studied, I don't know, you name it. I probably looked into it. Um, there was a time in my life when I dated a guy who was, um, really into Buddhism. So of course I was like, well, let me check this out. And, you know, I still believe in a lot of that and love how Buddha does things, you know, and that's kind of where I feel like I'm hard to put in a box. <laughs> because, yeah. Um, I was raised just to look good at church. It was never learn anything. It was get dressed, look really good. Make sure your hair looks good. It was kind of like, it was all about an image and I wanted more than that. I wanted to understand me and who I am and what I'm supposed to do. Why are we here on this earth and where do we go when we die? And, you know, I just took on this own path of my own and I feel like I'm kind of just everything wrapped into one, you know, like I don't really, I don't not believe if that makes sense. Like if someone tells me their religion and they talk to me about it, I'm going to understand it. I'll be like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's great. You know, it's not like, no, there's no way that's true. I'm not going to battle you. I'm going to see your point of view. That's just You respect people having a different point of view than you, even yes. if it's not what's right for you. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, like I said, I went through a lot of different religions and studying all these different things. And I feel like every single one I took something from. And I think that's what has led me to where I'm like, people are people. I don't care what label people put on others. Or what label you say you are, you're still a human being and you're going to be treated like that. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Just are you opening <laughs> potato chips right now? Uh uh-uh. Oh, it sounds oh, like it sounds, sounds so good. It sounds like scratchy, like ruffly, like you were opening potato chips. How weird. No, I'm girl, <laughs> if I could eat some potato chips right now, I would be tearing up some potato chips. <laughs> Is it still scratchy? Uh, not right so this second. Strange. I just noticed it when you were talking. It sounds like something's like rubbing on a mic or like you're opening potato chips. I'm keeping this part in here, by the way, because this is like, this is real fucking life when we talk to each other. It really is. It's just like a big circle. We just all, well, I always come back to what we're talking about, but it is like, yeah. No, but dude, if I could eat some potato chips, I'd be all about some chips right now. I've been on this detox since October <sighs> and I tell you what, I'd fucking kill to lick the ass end of a piece of rice oh. right now. Oh my God, it sounds so good. I'm on a cleanse and I'm like, I'm on day four and I'm like, oh, because Jack's not on it. It's just me in the house. And so he's eating like French fries and oh. yeah, the shit that men get away with, like it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Or Brian will like go through the drive through real quick and he, you know, he's got French fries and I'm like, oh. I'll just get the salad with no dressing. Oh, and then you're like, Bleh. yeah, I'm like a fucking <laughs> rabbit in the passenger seat. Yes. But girl, mm. we look we look good, okay? We be looking we be yes. looking fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay, so let's get back to it. <laughs> this is gonna be the realest episode, you guys. Get hang in. Yeah. We're about ten minutes in and shit's getting real. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, okay, so uh you've pulled things in. By the way, there are witches who do the exact same thing where they pull from all different kinds of spiritualities and they refer to themselves as eclectic. I love and I think that they would really resonate with you um, pulling from all different faiths. So, um, okay. So church was just aesthetics. Absolutely. Um, and like I said, I didn't learn anything as a kid, except for I knew the name Jesus. I knew the name God. That was the extent <laughs> of it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, well, who are they? But right. it was just going and seeing people and talking to people. And then, of course, I loved going to lunch afterwards. I mean, dang, that was the best part, you know? For me um, too. We're all about some food, you know. Um, I used to get tuna anyway. melts. Oh, my God. 
we it, we went somewhere different every time, so I don't know. Maybe that's why you heard potato chips because I was going to talk about food after church. I don't know. <laughs> it's my psychic um, spirit kicking yes. in. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, it was definitely just about appearance. It was never about understanding anything. I mean, I just I never knew anything about anything. So, like I said, you know, when I started getting older and questioning a bunch of things, because I think a lot of people, you know, I may not be alone in this, start questioning everything. Like, why am I here? Where did I come from? You know, all those questions of the whys and what's next and, you know, what am I supposed to be doing here on earth? And so I just took things under my own belt and was like, all right, let's study because I just really was confused. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at now is. Like I said, I don't care what you believe, what you don't believe. I just, I love people and I see the extent of it. Well, that's boring. I know. So boring. (laughs) (laughs) I said, well, that's boring. (laughs) Oh my God. Basically, I'm not going to fight people, you know, and that's what a lot of, that's why Christians get a bad reputation is because they go after people. In reality, they're really going after themselves. Like something's really wrong with them and they're trying to attack other religions or people that don't believe or whatever. Like it's not even about that other person, you know? Yeah. And that's what I don't understand because I feel like if you are working on you, how do you have any time to go out and tell other people what they should be doing? And then comes to me of, And I pointed this out in a video response to somebody today, um, the same video that I mentioned earlier, where, where I said, you know, if you are working on yourself, you wouldn't have any time to spend on what other people are doing. And if you have opinions on things, that's one thing, but to go out and seek people out to try and figure out who needs your help? You're not God. You're right. not Jesus. So why do you act like it's your personal word that people aren't listening to and that you're the only way? Um, and That's also, right. you know, there are people all over this world who, you know, outside of witchcraft, whatever, they practice with Allah and they've got different gods that are in their cultures. And so what they they don't get to go into the heaven that you know about because they didn't practice with God the one specific way that you're saying they should. Mm-mm. I don't believe that in the light, the slightest. I don't. Nope. I don't believe that at all. And no. I and I don't believe in following a God that would direct you in that way and yep. and that would turn away so much of the world because oh you guys aren't jewish or you guys aren't christian you know what i mean yes oh it fires me up because uh one that really gets me um is like if you're gay you don't go to heaven are you kidding me like where in this precious bible that people you know praise does it say you can't go to heaven if you're gay. No. God said that he wants everybody to be loved and to love others. I don't think he gives two craps about who you're in love with. I think that as long as you're loved and being loved properly, that's all that matters. I couldn't agree with you more. And, and you know, the whole thing is that God is love, right? So if God exactly. is love, why would he be turning people away for the way that they show love? Absolutely. Yes, girl. Preach. And <laughs> it's telling you. It's I'll be on this soapbox till I die because Mm -hmm. it's the same thing, you know, when we're doing spirituality, you know, witchcraft or whatever, we are going about it with love and we are putting out into the universe like love and, and whatever. And, you know, you have love and light healers and whatnot. And I, I just don't, I just can't wrap my mind around it. Mm -mm. I can't either. It just. I would never want to believe in a God like that. And and I don't. My God does not do that. Like he's accepting and that's how it's supposed to be. I mean, why in the world is there so much turmoil in this, in this world? Like, why does everybody have to attack each other? I just don't get it. I don't understand that either. Um, Um, so 
what kinds of things do you and Jack go like out into the into your community and share about um, God and his teachings outside of your church? Um, honestly, not really. Um, I know that's crazy. <laughs> Most people would be like, wait a minute, what? But we have something online. I'm sure you've heard of it or seen it. It's called Safe Haven. Um, it's an online platform where people come and you know ask for prayers and we pray for them. Um, and then, of course, Jack, uh, he's actually over a lot of churches in different countries. So I guess I should say, yes, he reaches out to the world. Um, but it is all based like through his church. Um, but the safe haven online is for battered women. Um, and we're trying to expand that. So if, you know, anybody's ever in a domestic violence situation, there is somewhere to go to, you know, um, we want it in a a building form right now it's just online but actually um, that's something really important to mention because I have had people um asking about domestic violence resources on platforms yeah. and well there you go that is beautiful um and you guys listening I would highly I I love these two people Jack and Jess and I would highly recommend doing anything that they're involved in, but especially going to them, um, to be a safe place for you and to hear you. Um, Jess, you are a survivor of domestic violence. Um, and again, just so sweet and loving. And, um, you've been there with me through so many different things. And I think that everybody should be able to feel that kind of love and acceptance. So if you guys need it, um, we will link the way for you to reach out to safe Haven if you need them. Definitely. Thank you for that. I definitely, you know, we're open 24 seven. Someone will reply to you. You're not alone because that's one of the hardest things that is very brushed under the rug and doesn't need to be. So I didn't know the name of it, but I did remember that um, I called that in his reading that he yes, was going to be doing did. something with that. Yep. And it's actually like, you're going to be blown away with what I tell you. Um, so I'm now a part of a docuseries um, about domestic violence <sighs> survivors. And it's going to be out the end of this year. Um, we don't know which program's picking it up yet, but it's a bunch of women so far that are coming together to tell their stories. Um, I'm number two. So it's going to be crazy. Um, and then of course, Jack has been so supportive. Um, and then his church is, you know, growing more here in Chattanooga. Uh, and then safe Haven of course is blowing up too. So what you read was very accurate. That's nuts because I let you have your moment. Now I can freak out. I remember uh, doing that reading with you and telling you like your story, you're going to do something with this story and you're going to educate other people on the violence that you've been through and how to avoid it and see the signs. Yep. Oh my gosh. I know. So beautiful, Jess. It is. I have chills just talking to you about it all. Cause I'm like, she's going to flip <laughs> like, and you did. So that's good. Oh, yeah. That's so beautiful. much. I know. I know. It's, and you know, that's, like my mother, I was trying to explain to her about how something so ugly is turning into something so beautiful. And she's just like, I don't understand. I'm like, well, let me explain to you. My story has not only helped, uh, you know, a lot of people so far, it's going to go all over the world. Like somebody is going to step out of whatever situation they're in because there's hope. They see someone who has survived. And then she was like, Oh, okay. You know, because I mean, it was a really hard time for me, for my family, for everybody. But now something so disgusting is turning into something so beautiful. It's like, I don't know how else to explain it. But yeah, what you called is, is happening. Um, I, I love being right. So <laughs> that's fine. Um, no, but also I think that it's very important that we realize the things that we gain, uh, how do I say this? Um, Miley, who I had on the podcast last week had, we were talking about being chronically ill because she is as well. And I, you know, was down on myself one day and I was like, I've just been through all of this shit. Like I've been through these health problems and I've been through sexual abuse and I've been through domestic violence and I've been through all of these. Like, I just don't understand 
why I had to go through all those things and why I have all these traumas that I have to deal with and work through. And then I'm sick. And she's like, the people who go through the most difficult times in their lives and who have to fight in order to keep their lives are the ones who end up turning around and helping other people fight who are um, in a position of being weaker right then. Oh, wow. That's so true. And it's so true. It, it like fired me up and it just gave me this, like, this is why I'm such an advocate for people using their voices and spirituality and women being fucking strong and why I, I like brutally honest people, because when you're brutally honest, you are less likely to get beat down in situations and let a man overpower you. Oh my gosh. I feel like if you've ever been through anything so hard, you come out on the other side where you're just like so freaking powerful that sometimes you blow yourself away with your like, dang, I did that. You know, like that was me. Cause back in the day, there would have been no way in hell I would have said or done half the things I do, you know? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but it makes me feel like now that I've found this voice because of being through those things and So specifically, like after I got out of my abusive relationship, I remember, um, you know, people wanting to like take me out. And it was when I lived in Montana and me being like, I'm just not interested. Like, no, I'm good. I'm not interested. And men being like, you're a bitch. And I'm like, how dare somebody like after what I've been through and because I finally use my voice, people are going to do this. And it just gave me this more Mm -hmm. of like. If I hadn't, and now that we're talking about this, I realize had I not gone through that situation, I would have gone out on dates and what, and relationships with these kinds of men who, when you say no, tell you that you're a bitch. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yes. It definitely happened to me too, girl. Like, I mean, I got all kind of bad reputations. I was a stuck up bitch. I was, you know, all, I mean, you name it. I'm sure they've, they've said it about us, but that's because they can't overpower us and they don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I can't have my way and throw a big fit and start rumors or whatever they have to do to feel more manly about the situation. Oh my God. It's always, she was a slut and you're like very slutty because I didn't sleep with you. Exactly. Huge hoe. Tell everybody. Exactly. (laughs) Total slut. Golly. Didn't even go out with you and I'm such a whore. Like really? You know, and then you get to a point where once you finally accept that that's not your truth, that's whatever the hell they got going on, then you can hold your head high because you know you walked away. You dodged another bullet, you know? Exactly. And I don't know about you, but I never realized those things in the moment. It's like this where we're looking back and it's been nine years and you're like, oh, shit. Uh Yeah. I really good thing that I never did that. Yes. It's so true. I mean, it's so crazy that you said nine years because I was in my abusive relationship for nine years. Oh, were you really? It was. It was nine years long. And I'm psychic when I don't mean to be. Yeah, I know. Sure. It's crazy. It's so <laughs> nuts. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, you just said nine. It, yeah, nine years of my life. I was 13 until 22. I mean, those are like baby ages. I was a kid. I was such a kid. And he just took me at that weak position and just ruined everything I could have had in my teen life, you know? Um, I know. It's just, if oh, that's a whole other podcast day because there's so much to that. Like, the stories I can tell you are insane that I went through. And um, anyways, but yeah, once you get out, out from it and you've kind of dealt with the emotions and the trauma itself, you can start to heal and then you can really start to help others because you know the signs, you know, the red flags, you've Mm -hmm. seen them, you know, every single one of them and they are all the same. I, I have had two friends since, and I wouldn't say friends, I would say acquaintances, but two acquaintances, um, since I was out of my, um, abuse, which by the way, was when I was 17 and 18, uh, yeah, 17 and 18, um, I, he, he put me in the hospital and, um, I don't, it, it it was awful. And, um, 
I met, I met two girls afterwards that were in abusive relationships and didn't want to get out. And, and I didn't understand. And by the way, like this might not be what we usually discuss as far as like spirituality, but you know, I, I always do a ceremony before we start the podcast where I say, I want the messages that come through today to be the things that people need to hear. Usually that's spirituality based, but for some, I just feel like this domestic violence thing and just like respecting and, and keeping yourself safe is such an important message. And if you want to share more stories, I do not mind that that's what this episode is because I feel like this is such a strong purposeful time right now. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I, have you ever encountered women who, who genuinely don't want to leave their relationship more than I can even begin to tell you? Um, because safe haven is, you know, completely about this and not everybody's ready. And it's so hard, you know, to, to see them go back to their abusers, but it's part of the process. Um, and it is so hard. Yes. There was a show, um, I can't, I think it's called Made on oh Netflix. Oh my gosh, yes, I watched it, yep. And uh, I know, I was just like, I, <laughs> I it, it's, it, it was a hard moment to be in watching that because I'm like, while the actual situation isn't representative of what I've gone through, the emotions that it brings up are and I had to take breaks in between and it is crazy to me how even being in you know the loving marriage that I'm in where I don't have to worry about that anymore yeah it's still terrifying like those emotions are still there um I'd like to ask you a personal question if you're okay with it absolutely Um, do you still have nightmares or dreams about what you've gone through? Yes. Um, and I will tell you this. I don't have them as often as I used to. And I feel like it's because I do talk about my story now so much that I think I've already dealt with a lot of the pain. Um, but when there's any kind of turmoil in my life, like during the time I was moving and things weren't going right and just so much chaos, he showed up in my dreams. So my body automatically relates the the trauma he put me through in my life, even to today, about anything, anything that's off course, I automatically dream about him. Um, I have that very similar experience and I have the same exact dream every single time. Oh, wow. I can tell you, I dream that I, that he has me in a brick house, that I'm in a basement of a brick house and it has a window on the outside, like on the floor level. And, um, you know, like one of those little window basement, basement windows and that there's poles and I am handcuffed to a pole in this basement Uh and that he's standing there and my husband is going around the building yelling for me and I can't speak and every time I try to talk I'm whispering and my husband is screaming trying to get to me and I and my ex is just staring at me and um about they the dreams had gone away and then um about two and a half years ago I was scrolling on Facebook And mind you, nobody that I like grew up with or anything like knew him. He was from a different town. I moved to a different town to be with him. Um, We had met online. And one of my Facebook friends who lives out of state posted, I I saw his mugshot, long story short, on Facebook. And I looked and um, he had just been arrested by a SWAT team at his apartment because he had kidnapped and imprisoned a teenage girl and was sexually assaulting her for days. Oh my gosh. And her friend knew that she had gone over there. And um, anyways, and I was, I threw up. I was so sick to my stomach. I was like, I can't believe that I've ever loved a person like this before. I can't believe that somebody this disgusting manipulated me. Mm -hmm. And 
since that happened, I get those dreams back. And it's the same as you where it's when things are like extremely like just funky when I'm really sick and I feel like my defenses are down. That's when the dreams come the most. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like whenever you get any kind of weakness again, there they are. And that's so messed up. I, I am in shock at what you just told me though. I'm like, what? Like, Oh, I'm sorry. You went through that. And I cannot believe what he was doing. I, I can't believe it. He was, I mean, it took him abusing my animal for me to leave. Yeah. It took him, um, he was, he was fighting me one night and we had rescued a pit bull and, um, the pit bull got in the middle of it and, and growled at him because he was hitting me and he picked the dog up and we were living in a trailer. He picked the dog up and threw the dog across the trailer and the dog pissed himself on my bed and um the next morning I woke up and I was like nope I'm not doing this anymore and I texted my friend Ryan and I was like hey I'm packing my things right now this is the address I need you to come and get me like I need you to come and get me right now and um I had my stuff packed when he woke up and I was hoping that she would be there before he got, before he woke up and she wasn't. And by the way, I've never shared this story before. So this is, um, anyways, um, I, my stuff was packed. Um, and I, he woke up and asked what I was doing and I said that I was leaving. And so he starts calling his grandmother and his mom and he knew that Ryan was a woman, but he goes, yeah, someone named Ryan is coming right now. And so his mother drives to his house. She didn't get there by the time that I left. And his grandmother gets to the house. And while Ryan is circling, trying to find the house, she, it didn't have a number. She couldn't find the house. I see her outside. He's spitting on me and throwing mm. things at me. And his grandmother is blocking the door so that I can't get out. Oh, my gosh. And I... So I just have this, like, I don't, I don't like being, um, in places where people are near the door or, um, so I've always picked like the couch spot closest to the door because if I need to get away, I need to get away. And, um, I don't like being trapped in booths when we're like out eating or something. It gives me anxiety. (gasps) Me too. Oh my God. Keep talking. Um, yeah, that's just very Um, he did crash my car and break his face and he did have to get, um, a metal plate in his cheek. And I feel like that's karma and I'm very grateful that that happened. (laughs) Yeah. Like I totally get it. Yeah. I, I mean, holy crap. Yeah. As you're saying, um, that you don't like being in, in, on the inside of a booth, I hate it. Um, and I know that when I sleep, I have to sleep toward closest to the door. Yep. Like in the bed or on the couch. I didn't even think about these things until you're saying this. I'm like, that makes complete sense how it would all just wrap up in one little present. Like that's all together. How yeah. wild. And thank you for like sharing your story. I mean, I know it's not easy and it brings up so many emotions and, you know, this is a prime example of what safe havens about, you know, people come to us and, and tell us and, you know, and most of the time they're currently living it. Um, so we do everything in our power to help them get out of it. Um, and like you've said earlier, not everybody's ready. And that is the hardest part. Um, especially when they're, you know, super close to you and you've tried to help them multiple times and they keep going back to their abusers. It's so hard to watch and, you know, you're still there for them and you're still a phone call away, but it is hard being on the opposite side of it. (sighs) I can only imagine, like, I just want to save everybody. So yeah, me too. I want to put them all in a little like safekeeping right here with us, you know, like it's hard, but, um, you know, I, it is good that people know they can come to us and talk to us and, you know, it, yes, it breaks our heart when we have to release them back because they're adults. There's nothing we can do, but, um, we are listening ear, you know? Yeah. And abuse is hard too, because you're, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to say this, like it's a definitive statement and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like abusers are never abusive a hundred percent of the time. Oh, they're not. Abusers no, are 
beautiful people when things are going right and they know exactly what you need to hear to make you feel like you are loved and like you are the most special thing. And, um, you know, signs for me of somebody is abusive is, um, controlling is not cute. Uh -uh. The, I just love her so much that like, Oh, you're talking to so-and-so that's not a cute look. No. And that leads into when someone feels like you are their property, they, and they treat you like you are their property. They will, again, they'll treat you like you're their property. I, I didn't decide that you could leave the house. I didn't decide this. Mm -hmm. I don't like the way that you are talking to my friends or the way that you are looking to my friends. And all of a sudden it's, it's my fault because if I hadn't worn those shorts, if I hadn't looked at his friend, if I, yeah, if I, if I, if I, uh-huh. instead of if he wasn't an, an insecure asshole with a small dick, he wouldn't care what exactly, I was doing. Exactly, girl. Yes, because you do. They <laughs> they turn it around on you like it's your fault. Like I'm sitting here thinking about one stupid scenario that was part of this relationship, if you want to call it that. Um. He had gone to work and I got home work. I get, I got home, I guess like two or three hours earlier from work than he did. And I was at the computer. This was, <laughs> I'm going to show my age for a minute. Um, this was back when you had to download music, like on LimeWire to make CDs. Yes. Okay. So, you know, that shit took forever, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sitting there downloading one song for like two hours and it, it's music that he didn't um, approve of. So he walks in and I'm listening. I think it was like Snoop Dogg or something, you know, like just something he totally, yes. And I'm just totally jamming. And he comes up to me and he's like, who the fuck do you think you are listening to this bullshit in my house? And he literally threw me out of the chair for listening (gasps) to a Snoop Dogg song. Snoop Dogg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's because he didn't like it. I wasn't allowed to listen to rap. Like, Really? I look back now and I'm like, dude, I want to ran you over with that freaking chair. Like, screw you. But that's like, that's what we're talking about. Like these minor things set them off. I mean, just, they go into a whole other realm of crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, look for the signs, you know, cause they're there. Uh, they start out as like a knight in shining armor. They're perfect. They cater to you. They, like you said, they flaunt you around everybody. And then all of a sudden it's like, you can't wear that. You can't, you can't look like that. You can't dress like that. You don't need to talk to this friend. They're bad news. Screw your family. They don't love you. Like, it's just this whole, like, checklist of things they go through. And they're all the same. Yes. And also, I think that this is why I tell women all of the time to be a complete person before you start dating somebody. Yes. Um, because once you are, like, completely secure in who you are and what you're doing and what your purpose is, you attract somebody who is the same way. And I'm fortunate because in my situation, that was not the case. Um, My husband and I met when we had both left relationships. Um, My last relationship had been the abusive relationship and I had a year gap in between And actually, I don't even think it was a full year. I think it was about eight, nine months. And um, he had left his daughter's mother and was actually living with her mom at the time. And we were broken people. Um, But there were things like I was always able to be whoever I was. I've been I've been a hundred different versions of myself since we've been together because I was I had just turned 19 when we started dating Wow! and he already had a child. And so, you know, my whole adulthood has been being a stepmom. Um, so I had, you know, to navigate being a teenager, then being a girlfriend, then being a stepmom, then being a wife, then being, you know, a birth mother and now a businesswoman and an entrepreneur and just all of these different yep. aspects and even though I wasn't a complete person, I knew who I was and what I was willing to accept and what I wasn't. And I think that that is so important for women to be doing before they're getting into a relationship with somebody. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, a hundred percent agree with you because if you cannot be who you truly are and love yourself, you are never going to be loved correctly or loved correctly because you don't understand you. 
You don't even know what you want. So you yeah. don't even know what you want is like, if we could sum this all up in one sentence, that's what it would be. Yeah. It's so true because you'll accept anything because you don't even know what it is that you truly want in your life. So how has, now that you have learned, um, about, about God and you have found this faith, yeah. I want to know how that has contributed to how you are healing yourself and how you're healing these other women. I feel like once I understood God, the way that I truly believe he is, it made me more open to everything around me. Um, it made me more aware of people's feelings, emotions, empath, if you will. I guess that's kind of something I always had, but didn't really have like tune into that because I was told not to, you know how that goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel like I'm more in tune now with what people need and everyone that I talk to will always tell you, you're so comfortable to talk to. Um, you're so easy to talk to. I feel like I can tell you anything. And that's what that's, I feel like it's because of what I've been through. Um, I hope that makes any sense at this point. <laughs> I'm like, my brain is all over the place. It does. Yeah. Okay. You've found an unconditional love with with God and with finding that connection. And so now you are able to exude that into other people and give them that same kind of love that you feel. Yes. Thank you. Those words that, yep. Um, <laughs> I'm like, wow. Cause just so many emotions running through me right now. So many, so many things that we've already discussed. It's like, wow. Um, I know. But yeah, I, I definitely feel like, you know, accepting what's happened was like the hardest thing because you just kind of push it off into this compartment that you lock up and pretend it didn't happen well because um, let's be real when you go through that you feel stupid you feel yes. weak you yep. feel ashamed um I don't know about you but my two very best friends at the time they called out my abuse when I was in it and I was so mad that they called that out um, I, you haven't even met him. You don't know. He can be a great person when things are really good yep. and distance themselves because they couldn't handle me being in pain. And even though I never discussed it, they just knew me so well that they knew. They and knew. yeah. Yep. And then afterwards having to do, you know, the, the walk of shame and be like, you were right. I was getting my fucking ass kicked and yep. You walked, you know, th those people walking away makes you see like this shit's really fucked up and like yeah. people aren't going to support it because it's wrong. Absolutely. There were so many people in school that just quit talking to me. And I mean, I'm, I talk to them now in my life, but they were like, I hope you know that we just couldn't watch it anymore. And now that I'm on the other side of it, on their side of it, I get it. It is so hard to, you just want to like shake this person yourself and be like, what are you doing? You are worth so much more than this. Like, this is not, this is not your worth. Like, get away from this piece of shit and find who you are. Or, you know what? Ooh, and when kids are involved, oh, God. That just, that's a whole other, that's a whole other scenario. Um, because the kids didn't sign up for that. They don't deserve that. I am a huge true crime freak, as you know. Yes. <laughs> and um, there was this one call. So there was this, I got goosebumps as I talk about it. Um, cause I just, I just can't imagine. Um, there was this episode where, um, they had a 911 call. Um, and this was on the crime junkie podcast and these kids, they had to be like four or five called the police and they're screaming, he's hitting my mom. He's, and they're screaming, please leave her alone. Please leave her alone. She won't wake up. And this guy was just still going in front of these children. Oh. And it, when you hear things like that, it really makes you be like, wow, you know, like the shit day that I'm having that I think is a shit day is nothing. This little small argument that I'm having with my husband and I yeah. feel like he's such a fucking asshole right now is nothing. Right. And oh. not to make anybody else's problems like just like seem small and insignificant, but there are people who, who grow up like this for generations and we're just now starting to discuss things like this. Um, 
But for generations, women have been there to have sex with, cook for, clean for, do for men, and that and be treated however they're going to treat you, cheat on you, yeah, do you dirty. And in so many situations, it's still a generational thing happened that children right now are seeing happen to their parents, and they will live with and and do next. It's disgusting. It's got to stop. I mean. You know, you hear people say, well, I can change it. We well, have to. I mean, I cannot, oh, you know, and I know my abuser is married with a, with a daughter now. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, like, oh, if he, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really want to think about it. I just pray like that he, something changed in him and he's not hurting this little girl. I, I, yeah. I like to hope that people can develop and do better yeah and I have to hold on to that because I I mean my ex clearly didn't he just moved you know stayed in the same age bracket and started you know kidnapping him um gosh it it was still disgust me I just oh yeah get past it um but I I have to hope that there, you know, that there's some level of immaturity. I know I did things as an immature person who didn't know how to love others. And I hope that just for his soul that he self-developed and that he has a different relationship now with a wife and a child. Absolutely. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. I mean, we have to hold on to that, right? (laughs) Something. I mean, that's, I think that sometimes that's the only way to get through nightmares you're yeah that's true yeah is is to hope that you know they're not that person and that the person that you're dreaming about is dead yes absolutely um i would love to talk outside of here about how um we can work hand in hand with safe haven and the podcast um i think that what you're doing is incredibly beautiful it's important it's needed um you stand for all of the same values that I do. Even if we practice spirituality differently, this is the pure example of just going out with the message of love and supporting each other as women and sisterhood. And um, you're, I mean, sisterhood is what you are doing with safe Haven. And so um, I'd love to talk outside of this. I will put everything in the show notes Um and I just, I want to know if there's anything else before we wrap up that you want somebody to take away from your episode today. Most certainly um, take away that if you're in the midst of this storm, there is a way out. Um, there's hope. There's people you can reach out to. There's communities. There's, there's so many different ways to get out of that situation. You know, Diana and I are examples of that. You know, we got out and we got out alive and we want that for you too. Um, and also just love each other, (laughs) like stop throwing hate and shame on people. And, you know, I know that's kind of, well, it was the reason I came on, but this (laughs) off where it needed to go. And I, I love every minute of it. And I think that, like you said, this was what was supposed to happen. So if you're listening, you know, just please know that you're not alone. I would also like to add that if you heat up hot oil on the stove to a very hot temperature and throw it on somebody, it will injure them and they won't be able to hit you. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you should do it. I'm just Uh, saying. That's a good thing to write that down. (laughs) Hot oil on the stove, just right in the face, run out your front door, go and get some help. That is my, my message for the day. Whatever it takes, get out, in <laughs> other words. And that's a good one. <laughs> and then contact Safe Haven so that they can help you with resources. Absolutely. You got well, it. Well, um, Jess, my love, I appreciate you so much. I am super grateful for you. I just want to thank you for sharing your story, being so vulnerable. I know that this this took a left turn with it not being about spirituality anymore, but I feel like it all tied in together and the message um, is just to fucking save these women and sisterhood and, and lean on the people around you when you need them. And I, I'm just so grateful for your time and, and sharing that story. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. You are welcome. Well, you have the best night. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. bye.